I think the I think the art class should. Yeah, so... What's the plan? We have a plan. As soon as everyone seems seated and ready to go, the plan will unfold. Would you like a bag? This for me? So now that we've had um, our lunch and our art time, and now it's time for nap. Well, I hope I hope you don't nap, but uh, you might want to lay down, because we're I'm going to do a guided meditation with you for you, that uh, could be done sitting up if you feel it's too dangerous to lay down, and uh, welcome to sit up, but you might also uh, make yourself comfortable as you do, but if you're in danger of falling asleep, then you should definitely sit up or open your eyes and look at the ceiling. little bit, teeny bit, but uh, it's up to you and whatever your state of your energy level. As it was said earlier today, that... um, say a little bit differently, that um, a chaplain's own reflection, the chaplain's own ability to have plumbed the depth of their own experience in life and to have gone through many different experiences um, and thought about them, reflected on them, deepened in them, uh, will help the chaplain tremendously in being able to support others going through what they're going through. So we're going to do a uh, little kind of guided exercise in in dying in a way that some people might find it revealing or deepening in self-understanding. So make yourself comfortable as you're doing so. And perhaps take some long, slow, deep breaths. Sometimes these deeper breaths that stretch the rib cage, and as you breathe in, and the rib cage contracts as you breathe out, is kind of like getting a massage from the inside. The pressure of the air against the lungs is kind of as you inhale, it's kind of like the hands kneading the muscles. And then as you exhale to relax, soften the muscles of your body, perhaps letting the muscles of your face fall away from the bones of the skull, softening around the eyes. and relaxing the shoulders, softening the belly. And perhaps there's a way of 
as you exhale, releasing yourself, your weight, into the pull of gravity. So you sink a little bit further into the floor, your cushion, your seat. And some of what will be unfold now will presenting you with the different scenarios. And you can use whatever power of imagination or thinking or kinesthetic intelligence you have to participate or imagine or enter into this scenario. See how it is for you as you go through it. And you uh, are taking a shower. And you notice that as you wash yourself under your armpit, that it seems tender there, sore. And you feel around and it feels like there's a lump there you've never felt before. So you don't think about it much. You think maybe it's just a little something. But over the next week, the tenderness and soreness increases. It seems a little bit concerning. So you go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, we'll have to do some tests here. They take some blood and and you get a phone call later the next day that something's not quite right here. There seems to be high levels of certain tumor markers. And maybe you should come in for a biopsy. And you do. And some days later, the results of the biopsy come in and the doctor says, you know, I think we need to do some more investigation because it seems like you Uh, definitely have cancer in the lymph nodes. More tests come back and it's liver cancer and it's beginning to spread. And the doctor tells you, you know, this is not this is a pretty aggressive form of cancer and we'll do the treatments we can. But the treatments we know what to do, probably we can give you, we'll probably extend your life some months. Chances are you have about a year left to live. So you go home and you consider, well, a year left to live. What would you do with this last year? What seems most important to you with one year left to live? Who would you talk to? What would you do? Are the things that you would resolve, reconcile, Are the things that you want to complete? 
anything you've been putting off that you would now pursue. And you start going for regular visits now to the doctor. But after about two months, the doctor says, you know, the cancer is advancing much faster than we could ever could have anticipated. And uh, I can see you're beginning to spread through your body. And I, my, my prediction now is you really have three months left to live. So with three months left, what would you do? What, what is most important now for you? Some 90 days left to be alive. And what's it like for you to consider that death is less than 100 days away? And you start feeling now weaker and get tired more quickly. You sleep a lot more. Maybe you start losing weight. And after another, only a month more, the doctor says, this is really going fast. You really only probably have a couple of weeks left. And now you're looking at the most 14 days. And what would you do with these days? What would be important for you? How is it for you? What thoughts and feelings come up for you with the idea that your life is coming to an end in a couple of weeks? And as the days goes along, you, you spend more time indoors, you're mostly bedridden, sleep a lot. And then the doctor makes house visits and the doctor sees how you are and says, well, I think we're coming to the end. Probably another 24 hours, another day to, to live. And with one day left to live, what's important for you now? What do you think about? What do you feel about? Knowing that's going to be your last 24 hours in this life.
what would be the most valuable or meaningful or supportive way to spend those last hours. And then it comes to the last hour. It's pretty clear to you that it's coming to an end, your life. There's one hour left to breathe for some of the last breaths you'll take, to think some of the last thoughts you'll have, to feel some of the last emotions that you'll feel in this body. To experience the last breath. Rhythms of breathing in and breathing out. And what's important for you now, in these last, that last hour? What would you, how would you like to spend this last hour? What would you like to happen around you? What would you like to be reminded about? What aspects of human life would you like to have close by as the last hour of your life? Would it be people? Would it be certain understandings, sensibilities, connections to something that was important to the Dharma or to God or nature? What would it be for you? And then you come to the last minute that you're going to be alive. One more minute. You're probably only going to breathe 10 more times. Feel so close. The end. And what would you like to do now? How would you like to be? What is most important for you with one minute left to live? What stands out for you in the poignancy of this being your last your breaths, your last few thoughts. And then you come to your last moments. And clearly, 
you know they're your last moments, that you're looking directly into the face of death, directly into the reality of passing away from all things that you've ever had contact with, all ways in which you've known yourself, and with all connections to your thoughts and mind, awareness, it'll all go, it'll all pass. What is it in the last moment of life to look into the vast mystery of dying and death? And then because you've been trained in chaplaincy, you're not going to let death stop you from reflecting about this, your action reflection. And what is it that this exercise, this contact with your own dying, and the way in which it came with year and month, weeks, days, hours. What connection to yourself? What connection to what's important? To the depth of yourself or to the many facets of your human life? What is it that was touched or evoked or came up in any kind of way you think might be useful for you to understand or take in or register because this is going to be the experience of some of the people you'll encounter in chaplaincy. What is it for you to learn or to see or to experience here that speaks to our human condition Maybe spend a couple of minutes now reflecting, thinking about, are there any important question or questions that you have about life, death, dying, yourself, that you don't necessarily have answers for, 
But any of the significant questions that comes out of this exercise? Anything that points you in the direction of something you'd learn, or like to learn, or know, or have some greater skill with? And then there's the resurrection. And for that, we often, in some kind of way, sometimes we mark the beginning of life in a certain way with a person's first breath. So you might take, as if it's your first breath, a deep breath, full breath. And do it again, breathing in deeply and fully and feeling the vitality, the chi, the life force, the, how very alive you are here. And those of you who are laying down, maybe still with your eyes closed if you can, you might want to sit up now. It doesn't have to be too comfortable just to sit up for a moment. So um, when you open your eyes, or if you already have, it's fine. In a couple of minutes, I'd like you to take out a piece of paper and uh, write about this experience, journal about it. Kind of put in writing your your considerations, your explorations, your questions, your kind of uh, reflect on this experience and what it's been like for you and, and reflect on any ways in which there might be some useful learning, beneficial learning for you yourself or as a chaplain in having gone through this. So, so when you're ready, in a couple of minutes you can start writing and we'll do that in silence for a while and then I'll ring a bell when it's time to stop. And if you don't have paper, let me know. What is it that uh, significant for you or noteworthy that you feel comfortable sharing with a friend here? So if you could pair up with someone, please. This is a day of renunciation. Keep renouncing. Renounce, renouncing your conversation. 
You have one minute left before the end. The end is coming. Your last breaths for this conversation. <laughs> Look this conversation right in the face. <laughs> For whom the bell tolls. <laughs> Well, the energy of the conversation sh shifted from the beginning towards the end, and I, I lost my opportunity to stop it when I could. <laughs> and um, so, it'd be nice to hear just for about five minutes. Uh, any words that uh, you'd like to say about? Uh, that, that whole exercise, the writing, the discussion, anything you'd like to say? This feels like a big deal. Is it on? Okay. And I, can I ask maybe like for a hand raise of anybody who felt similarly? Um, maybe I thought some, felt some solidarity with people who have cult cultural backgrounds where there's genocide or something in your culture because part of it was like what's the use what's the use of what's the, the use like there's people who think I'd be better off dead anyway mm. and so it was like okay now you guys now you're going to be free of me oh yeah painful that's painful so, to hear that's understandable. And given. then I and then I forgot to tell Dale that I had this image. I truly believe that when before I die, that angels who are going to escort me are going to come to me and tell me, "Good job, sweetie. Mm. <laughs> you. It was worth it. All the struggle was so worth oh. it. And you did so good. <laughs> mm. Yeah." yeah. So, wow. And and I what I want to tell people is just love each other. Just love each mm. other. And anybody that you think is a burden is your problem and just get over that crap and love each other. <laughs> yeah. So. Thank you. So uh, a client of mine died this week. She died early Tuesday morning at 2:30. 30 a.m. Her name was Kira Bale, and so I want to bring her into the room. She was diagnosed in the spring with a uh, rare bile duct cancer that basically the prognosis is terrible. Everyone's gone within a year. Um, so she's a longtime client. Um, so I had known her for many years and worked with several of her family members. Um, and so the the heart, so while it wasn't me, she's close t to my age, and so in some way it was a reflection for me. And the hardest time was the diagnosis time. You know, that's when I uh, grieved and I talked with various people about what was going on and um, 
just how sad, you know, how very sad and very painful it was. Um, she's part of a community. I see other people in that community. And so some of them were coming in to me at the diagnosis time saying, um, how do we hold this? What can we do, you know? Um, so it's uh, very, very tender. Um, and so being with her over these months, you know, just watching her process and being present with it in the ways that I could be, um, she was receiving some treatment, some chemo, but she also did her best to live this life with the question, well, what if this is my last year? And not everyone can do that because I've worked with different people and some people have to just treat the condition, you know. I can't think about... But she actually held that question and she um, took some trips um, and she finished a website that was about launching beauty into the world. Um, And so one thing I've been holding since her passing uh, was how to, in just little ways, carry her forward, you know, because she had some... Because it, it both was fast and slow, she had some clear intentions in what she wanted to share in her limited time. Yeah. So um, while that's not all about mm. me, in some way it's a reflection for me. And yeah. Yeah. Um, sharing beauty was something she wanted to put forward into the world. And she did that through how she wore clothing, and how she was in each moment. Um, so I'm Great. Thank you. putting that forward Thank here. You. Christina said, you know, that uh, losses we have can evoke a lot of unresolved losses in the past. I think any connection with death, exercise like, like, exercise like this, or meeting with someone who's dying, can be uh, connected to so many different areas of life where we've had death, been close to death, experienced death, and touched touched in all kinds of ways, in ways that are heartwarming, heart-colding, all kinds of things. And so, and some of the issues we have. It, and this is one of the reasons we do this kind of stuff in, for chaplaincy. It's really important to have these things come out and understand them uh, in the training uh, before you're in the room with someone. And if you have these kinds of, you, you have very strong associations and things that come up that are unfinished and unresolved or not understood in yourself, it can be very much more complicated to be able to talk with someone in, in a room. So the, um, uh, I was very aware in doing this exercise that this could touch something very tender and, and challenging in, in all of you. And some years, people in the past have done some. We've done something like this every year. And, and so, uh, once or twice, people have complained to us that there was no warning what they were going to step into because it was such, such painful areas of their life. And... Um, so we certainly don't want to create undue pain and all that, but it is a very important part of this training to touch into these realms and, and to be able to see them and be with them and find our way through them. So um, uh, we could, I'm certainly, certainly can do a lot more here and talking about it and following through, and I hope that the writing helped you to process it a little bit, and you might want to continue with that uh, when you get home or this weekend. Or maybe you'll have some friends or some of the people here in this class that you can call this weekend if you'd like to have a little more support or just have a chance to kind of experience to reflect and think about it some more and talk about it and kind of pull more out of the wisdom out of this than you would if you just kind of just let it go now. 
We're going to take a break for 10 minutes. And um, what we'd like to do is to have the break be in silence, and both uh, to honor what happened and also what's going to happen next. So uh, we'll take a 10-minute silent break. And uh, the exception to silence might be if some of you uh, need to set up appointments with uh, times to meet with uh, Jennifer and I. Uh, we're available sitting up here. Schedule I put out to somebody needs to come back to me. Oh. A, a silent break, thank you. And I think the bathrooms are already cleaned, is that right? <laughs> 